Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Schadenfreude, everybody must have screamed, ah, he's a sung hero. Little pushy pushy. Are you back? from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice. Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! I don't know how you football fans do it with the offseason. You all have a crazy offseason. If you're a bad team, you have a nine-month offseason. Basketball feels like forever, but football, you all have it. And I mean, you win on longest off season, but I I'm here to let you know that basketball preseason is underway. Oh, what a, did I do the hi, hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia? This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason, 45 minute Josh Island press conference. No mantras. He's got. He's got one season to prove himself. I liked what he said when he said, uh, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised. That's a mouthful. It's not, it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue like trust the climb. But I, I can definitely absorb, I think you'll be pleasant, very pleasantly surprised. I absorb that in my veins. I would love to be pleasantly surprised. Who wouldn't be? You know, people say they don't like surprises. But what if you're pleasantly surprised? Who would be against being pleasantly surprised? I would say no one. So when somebody says, you know what, I'm not a big surprise person. I don't like surprises. What What if I pleasantly surprise you and see what they say? And if they don't, if they don't like to be pleasantly surprised, then, you know, that's, I don't know what to do with that. It doesn't make sense to me. But the preseason is here and let's, talk about player profiles. We'll get to Coach Eilert thoughts here in a minute with my conversation with Patrick Oliverio. I want to break down four players that are on the roster that were on last season roster. And I'm going to do that because there are only four that were on the roster last season. I'm calling these guys the core four. Not because they're the core. They might be the core of the team internally, Production-wise, they're not going to be the core four. Love and respect to Jose Perez. So let's talk about the core four. Let's do some player profiles. Seth Wilson is first up to bat. And Seth Wilson stepped up from his freshman to sophomore season. Field goal percentage went up slightly. 
but his three-point percentage rate, 41.5% last season, third most threes on the team, and best three-point percentage of guys in the regular rotation. Seth Wilson was money from three, and some of that 41.5% were horse shots. Double clutch, hand-in-the-face bank shots, and some he was set up by Stevenson and Kedrian Johnson and spotted up, and he made those. I like those better. I would hope that would continue for Seth this upcoming season with creators finding him open and him draining a three. I just don't know how it's sustainable to make a majority of your horse shots because they're horse shots. They're ridiculously crazy shots that you, when you make them, you know the person's picking up a letter. In a real game situation, that shouldn't be a high percentage shot. Second best offensive rating on the team, one Seth Wilson. Um, spoiler alert, worst defensive rating. And the eye test shows that. He, Seth Wilson is, is not in the game for defense. He's in there for offense. Speaking of offense, amazing stat. Only four turnovers in almost 450 minutes played, which is amazing because some of those horse shots was Seth Wilson like, hey, you got eight seconds, figure a way to get a shot up. And he would do some dribbles, some some between the legs, doing some stuff that theoretically would be more prone to turnovers. Only four. So he doesn't turn the ball over. I hope that continues. His best game, he he shot 11 threes in the win at Texas Tech, went 5 of 11. The expectation for this upcoming season, for me, for Seth, definitely a bench player. I cannot see Seth Wilson starting. And I just would like to see a little more minutes with kind of what he did last season. So just more Seth Wilson from 2022-2023. Keep his three-point percentage at over 40%. If he can do that and take more wide-open <laughs> spot-up shots versus the horse shots, as established, I think that's a win for this team. 62% of his shots came from three last season. That's, that's a small number. If, if, if you drain open three-point shots, then you should shoot that more than six out of every 10 times. So let's bump that into the 70s, maybe even 80%. I, I'm being uh, greedy there, but 62%, that's got to go up. So make more spot-up threes, shoot more threes as a percentage. And Seth Wilson averaged 13 minutes a game last season. Let's get that up to 15, closer to 20, maybe. but. I don't know if it gets past 20 or even closer to 20 if Seth Wilson doesn't improve on defense. Unless the cloud that's hanging over all of our heads, it hung over us in the offseason and now we're in the preseason, the cloud's still there, that cloud, Raekwon battle waiver. And so if that is denied, then that is an avenue where Seth Wilson gets more minutes, regardless of how well he does on defense. If you've got multiple guards that are not known for their defense, then 
how can Seth Wilson be on the court for long stretches of time if he can't be trusted on the defensive end? That's the question for this season. I feel good about the three-point rate going up. Like, those things are attainable. The defense, haven't seen it yet. So take more threes, Seth. Bottom line, too long didn't read. Shoot more threes. And shoot more (laughs) spot-up threes. And less horse threes. Kobe Johnson is next. I'm going to say all of this with love and respect. Last season, his second season in Morgantown, he was last in the team in offensive rating. He was next to last in defensive rating. When you look at Ken Pomeroy's team page and you go through the roster, Ken Pomeroy's computer tiers the players by usage percentage. So if, for example, here's the categories. I'll just read you the categories. You listen to the categories and tiers, and you tell me when you hear the tier that you think Kobe Johnson is in. Strictly by usage percentage, your involvement in a possession. Ready? Go-to guy. That's a, And I'll go from highest usage percentage to the lowest. Go-to guy. Major contributor. Significant contributor. Role players. Have you heard, the, have you heard his category yet? I'll keep going. Limited roles. Nearly invisible. <laughs> And bench warmers. So Kobe Johnson, close to 10 minutes a game. So that's not bench warmer status. But if you heard the the tier nearly invisible and a light bulb went in your head, it's like, yep, that's Kobe Johnson. Then, then you're correct. And invisible is not all negative because you don't notice anything bad. But on the flip side, you don't notice a lot of good either. And you can hear Josh Eilert when he's talking about Kobe Johnson wanting him to be more aggressive, wanting him to shoot the ball more and be less invisible. And so for this season, he's got to be less, you know, the main goal for Kobe Johnson and Ken Pomeroy's computer is just one. (laughs) It's just one computer out there. But can he jump from nearly invisible to limited role? in Ken Pomeroy's computer. That's my personal goal for Kobe Johnson, is that that usage percentage bumps up to where my man is not nearly invisible again. All right? But when you look at this roster, this is another guy whose minutes are going to be affected based on the Raekwon battle decision. But when you look at the roster, you've got, you've got Kirk Carisha at point guard, and then who? I mean, Jose Perez has played point guard. Bembry is a freshman, redshirt freshman. And so Kobe Johnson has has filled that role, not as much last year, but he has played at point guard. So that's the, that's the even with the battle waiver, if it goes through, you've got an opportunity to get some minutes backing up Kirk Kresha. And so Kobe averaged 10 minutes a game last season. I don't know how that increases. I don't want to believe that Kobe Johnson is going to stay nearly invisible. Uh, I think he's a competent backup who hasn't been asked to do much. And that's kind of proven out in regards to production. So that's, can he get, let's say he gets a 10 minutes a game this season. 
what is that going to look like? Will that be more productive? Will he be less invisible? <laughs> it's not a high bar for Kobe Johnson, but we got to get over that bar. Let's get out of the nearly invisible Kobe. Next guy of the core four, Pat Sumnick. Pat Sumnick, it was his first season in Morgantown last year. Mo Waggy goes down, and Pat Sumnick's minutes go up. And when you see Pat Sumnick on the floor, it's got like a baby deer running on ice look last year. Kind of super energetic, but kind of, I don't know, like getting getting his bearings as far as Division I NCAA basketball. Decent mid-range shot, undersized five, but again, the energy is there. So for this season, I guess the question is going to be, and Josh Eilert talked about this in the preseason opening press conference when talking about Pat, is can he be a backup for Jesse Edwards? And that's where my mind goes. Can he be the backup? Can he, you know what, for Pat Sumnick, who was in the bench warmer category for Ken Pomeroy's computer, can he... I don't, I don't think I'd mind him being in the nearly invisible category. Foul trouble for Edwards. A cook, a cook is struggling. Some that comes in, brings energy. And you know what? I need to get him, Pat. I want him in role player as well. And I think he's got the opportunity to get about 10 minutes a game with Mo gone, with Okonkwo gone. And then undersized five spreads the floor makes the defense guard his mid-range. Like, his mid-range shot looked pretty good the couple of times I saw it last year. Made his only three last season that he shot. Well, no, he went one for three. No, he made all. He made one of one. And he's just got to be super aggressive on the boards. Like, get stronger. So year two in the weight program, can Pat Sumnick channel that energy into – a crazy 10 minutes when he's in there and just going after the glass. That's what I want his role to be similar to what it was late last season, but give him some more time on the floor. And I think it's available because in my head, Edwards and the cook are playing together and there's really not, I guess you can go small ball with Slazinski or I don't know who else you're kind of light on in the front court so that's his opportunity. Can he make the most of it? I'm excited to see year two of Pat Sumnick. I, I like the energy. The vibes are high. And then the last guy of the core four, he's been, he's been in college one year, college graduate, Josiah Harris. And so we saw most of Josiah as a freshman in the non-conference schedule. Did not see much of Josiah in Big 12 play. But in the non-conference schedule, Really good energy, not afraid to pull the trigger as far as shooting the ball. Definitely ready to go. And he looked lost on defense, as freshmen do look for the most part. Six and a half minutes per game in 17 games played last season. So for his second year in Morgantown, again, another guy. The three of the core four, their role this season will depend on if battle gets the play or not. If it's approved and battle plays, Josiah will be competing for backup minutes when Perez is off the floor or if battle's out of the game. Then I think Josiah can get on the floor. If 
if Battle's waiver is denied, then you see Josiah getting in the rotation. I think so. Big jump in minutes. And so his role is going to depend, similar to Seth, on what he can do defensively. Can he improve from year one to year two to where he's not a liability on defense? It's wild that as we go through these player profiles, it's really hot and cold defensively for the, for this roster, where you look at a number of these guys and say, "How did they get? How did they get the Morgantown?" As far as what they bring defensively, and then there's going to be some that's that are going to be, "Yep, that's a that's Mountaineer defense." All about that. So Josiah is in the first category. But it's one season. He's not the only freshman that struggles with defense in his first season. So his role is going to depend on how, and this is for everybody, this is an obvious thing, but specifically for Harris, it's how well can he improve his defense from year one to year two. And I think his offense can keep improving. All right, so that's the core four. Let's celebrate the preseason by hearing another voice. Patrick Oliverio, he's joined me this week to talk about basketball and also talk about his hat that he created. Garrett Green, poor guy, got injured in the backyard brawl, and he's wearing this cool-looking hat. And Patrick gave him this hat. So here's my interview with Ears Hat Guy, Patrick Oliverio. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Patrick Oliverio, welcome to Unreasonable Down, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you very much. Yeah, so you're here because I'm watching the backyard brawl. Garrett Green gets injured. Hate that. On the sidelines, he pops out with a hat that you created. So tell me the story about the ears hat, white hat, for those who haven't seen it, and everybody listening to this has seen it, white hat blue letters uh block letters ears rope at the i don't know what to call hats but like it's a really cool looking hat garrett's wearing it tell me the story about you creating the hat and how does it end up in garrett green's hands and him wearing it at the backyard brawl so uh i have a, a real good buddy that's very close with garrett his name's seven southern um and and I, like I said, I started this hat about a year ago. Uh, I have a 10-month-old, took, took the, the hiatus, and then got back into to making the hats. And I, I talked to Seven. I said, hey, Seven, let's, let's get one of these hats on, on Garrett's head. And uh, he, he got me in contact with Garrett. I got it to him, I don't know, three or four days before the pit game. Garrett said, hey, I'll wear it in a press conference. How's that? And I said, man, that'd be sweet. And I actually didn't know what was about to happen. But uh, – QB one puts the hat on and uh, things start rolling. If, <laughs> if if you get that, um, so like you said, unfortunately the the brawl comes and and Garrett uh, tweaks the ankle and has to sit. He puts the white hat on and and things get rolling even more. I'm getting messages like crazy. So what I'm gonna do is 
I'm getting these hats in in the next couple of days. I'm going to start taking orders. But uh, one thing I want to make sure that everybody knows is I'm going to hook Garrett up in the process. We're going to get a little NIL deal to where he gets a, you know, a few dollars every hat that sells. Because uh, I'm, no pun intended, I'm all ears, man. I'm all WVU. Um, we've, we've been born and raised WVU, and that's the way I want to be. I want to support the QB1 and support the whole team. Fantastic. And so if somebody's listening to this, and wants to get the hat that Gary was wearing or, or something else, how do they get one? What's the process? So uh, right now I have an Instagram account. It's hail underscore ears underscore brand. Um, so hail ears brand is what I'm starting. Uh, we're starting with five different hats. Uh, some are white, some navy blue. Um, there, there's gold writing on the blue ones and white writing. Um, but if you want to get one, Keep uh, follow that account and, and keep uh, up to date on the post because in the next couple of days they will get here. I'm going to put them out that they're here and you can start buying them. Fantastic. And obviously you're a Mountaineers fan and Garrett Green's got a hat, but tell me your favorite Mountaineers sport that you follow. Do you have one? Are you across the board all Mountaineers fan? What's your, uh, what's your order of preference I, with the athletic I, I would say – Across the board, man. I, you know, no matter what's going on, if West Virginia is playing, uh, we're we're involved. Um, now, don't get me wrong; some sports are bigger than others, as we all know. At least to some of us, you know, I would say football and basketball are one A and one A. Uh, th- those two sit at the top. But what Maisie's been doing with the baseball program has been unbelievable. Love to see that, and you know, you, you can't overlook what's going on with the soccer teams. Um, you know both men and women have been really good in the last decade or two. And uh, the rifle team, obviously is what we write home about here in West Virginia, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to the men's soccer and women's soccer men's top five right now. They're getting it done. Just had a big win last night as right. we're recording this on a Wednesday. So they're getting it yeah, done. So, so like I said, if it's West Virginia, we're rooting for them no matter what, but uh, you know, th- there are those top few that we have and, and just, you know, everybody has their preference, but I'd say f- football and basketball at the top with baseball just behind for me. Gotcha. And so mine's basketball. And the Big 12 schedule came out. So WVU's basketball schedule on the on the men's and women's side is complete. Let's look at the men's side. You took a look at it, Patrick. Give me your thoughts on how things line up for the Mountaineers this up- upcoming season. Give me your thoughts. Well, what, what I really think is – I think we're going to have a gritty group uh, with with Josh in there and him spending so many seasons under hugs and also just just his mentality. I, I think that our team's going to be gritty and that's going to really help us throughout the season. Uh, those first five games are, are as brutal as they get in the conference play. Uh, but after that, it loosens up a little bit. But uh, you can never let your guard down the Big 12, man. Yeah, so we've got to come to play every night. So for those who haven't seen it, first five games at Houston, home for Kansas State and Texas, at Oklahoma, and then home Kansas. So it's bigger conference. We'll say goodbye to Texas and Oklahoma after this season. But a brutal start that kind of thins out a little bit, but definitely tough games all the way through. Um, What game in Morgantown are you looking most forward to, Patrick, when you look at the schedule? Well. Pitt's coming to Morgantown, so um, that that one's always circled just because, you know, we got to have that one. Um, but, you know, when, when Kansas is on your schedule and they're coming to town, how how's that not the one? Um, 
all games are massive. All conference games are massive, but I'd say we'll circle Pitt, we'll circle Kansas, and then uh, go after the rest. I tell you what, St. John's is going to be a fun one. Yeah, the the Coliseum loves Rick Pitino, but probably the opposite. <laughs> and then when you look at home games, it's third times a charm maybe for Jalen Bridges and Baylor, and then Joe Toussaint comes to town with Texas Tech on March second. So I've got some of those revenge games circled as well. It's going to be an interesting schedule. A lot of it on ESPN Plus. So definitely get your finances in order and get your internet stuff good to go. What transfer, Patrick, when you look at the revamped roster that Eiler has put together, who are you most excited to see come in and play this season? Um, I mean, I, I think Raekwon, and I really, really hope that we can get him eligible. Um, I love his game. Both ends of the floor athleticism he can shoot he can get to the bucket um i like him a lot um anxious to see how jesse um kind of uh we can get him playing some man defense i know he's coming from the two three at syracuse um you know his length is, is going to be great I, i'd say those two but uh I, I i think we added a key piece late in a coca cook man i i really do i i think that's a that's a key piece and we got him late in the game and it's going to be really big for us. He, he's going to block shots. He's going to, he's going to rebound the ball. So I, th I think that's a big one. I mean, we've talked in the last few seasons, kind of talked ourselves into who's the next Kanat day. And you saw flashes from Okonkwo and Wagi, especially last year, but these guys are bona fide, like a cook, a cook shot blocker, defensive guy, Edwards. Yeah. He played in the zone, but you know, he's got that skill. So to have two elite shot blockers it eases some of the concerns from a fan perspective i'm not sure coach eilert as far as if the guards can't guard having that back line there they're going to be there the question is can you keep them in the game or you're going to deal with foul trouble right yeah i, I would say that's that's a that's a big thing because if those two would happen to get in foul trouble who's next um you know we we've seen some net come in there we we've seen guys step in Obviously, they're not going to be able to play up to the speed that the other two are, but just can they hold their ground while those guys sit in foul trouble? Hopefully, we don't have to deal with foul trouble much, but, you know, foul trouble happens for every team in every game. So, you know, we'll yes. see. Um, I, I People, you know, got real antsy when Okonkwo was leaving, when McGee was leaving. I, don't re I didn't really get antsy when Jimmy left. No disrespect to Jimmy at all, but, uh, you know, I, I was kind of calling for that one last year. Uh, I just, I think we upgraded in, in a lot of positions. Um, you know, obviously we're going to need somebody to step in in Eric's role and be able to sh make shots. I mean, God was just an absolute shot maker. We we got to find somebody that's going to make those shots in big time situations. Um, I, man, I wish Eric had another year. I loved that guy. I loved his grit. I, I loved his fight. I loved everything he was about. Um, but, but I think maybe, you know, if we can get Raekwon eligible, maybe he's that guy. It could be battle Perez. I've seen highlights of him. It's hard to tell based on competition, but the guy from all accounts can score the basket. It's not like, it's not like Stevenson, almost more like a Teddy Allen kind of, I can just get the ball in the basket. So it'd be interesting. Jose. Oh, Jose. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I've heard that, that comparison. I think that's a very neat comparison because, uh, I see it. When you watch his highlights, you can kind of see it. So if he can score it like Teddy, hey, I'm in. <laughs> Two one-year impression guys for me in the last 10 years. Teddy Allen's one year, 
And then of course, Eric's last year. So hopefully we can get those kind of outputs for those guys. You've talked about coach Eilert and I think I know the answer to this, but he's got one year, right, Patrick, to see if he can keep this job. Give me your thoughts and impressions of coach Eilert and the coaching staff he's put together. So I, I just, I think honestly, the the staff that he put to, together and the amount of time that he was given to put it together couldn't be any better. I mean, if you give a coach how long, just a few weeks to get something together, and he puts together the homegrown guys like Deshaun, like Jordan McCabe, and obviously Alex was here, but he's staying. Um, I think that's a, a great staff along with the other guys. You know, Demar. I know Ronnie's still involved, but. Uh, Got to give a shout out to to Jay Coons. He he's involved. kept uh, kept some of the guys that were kind of teetering. Um, I, I know they were all there and and keeping them, but uh, I think Jay has done some great work behind the scenes and and really needs some some credit for some of this. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's as nil factors in, and just needing this position, even without nil, uh, with all the transfer portal stuff. Jay's position is is really important, and it feels like from the outside that he's doing a great job of bringing in talent uh, and talent that works together. So right. given that perspective, I'll, I'll leave us with this, Patrick. Do you think Josh Eilert will be the non-interim head coach in 2024-25? Um, yes, I'm, I'm going to answer yes. Um if it was up to me and and being a diehard WVU guy and knowing Josh Eiler personally the way that I do, he's he's my vote. Um, I really think that he's building something inside the building that's very cool. And and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm more Bob Huggins than than most people in this world. I'm all Bob Huggins. I love him. But you know things happened. Things went the way they went. Now this is Josh's team uh, on an interim basis for the next few months. Um, Josh gets my vote. Um, I really want him to, and I think that he will. It just um, hopefully an injury bug doesn't get us. Hopefully he can get these guys together and win some games because I know it's when or Josh is gone really um, because Ren's going to take him if. You know, if he can win and also win the fan base over and win win Ren over. So uh my answer is yes. Josh is the coach. And we need we need uh the injury bug to stay away. We need that battle waiver to come through for us here before the season starts. So Patrick, awesome talking to you. Definitely check out the ears head. Go to hail hail underscore ears underscore brand on Instagram. The hats are coming. Patrick Oliverio, thank you for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to doing it again. Unreasonable Doubt is a Smoking Musket podcast. You need to read what's on SmokingMusket.com. You also can listen to another Smoking Musket podcast. It's called West by Pod. Jordan Pinto. Joel Bracken, they're talking WVU football. Football team's three and one. How about the Mountaineers? They recap the Texas Tech game this week, preview the TCU game. Great information every week. Listen to Joel and Jordan on West by Pod and read what's on smokingmusket.com and follow Smoking Musket 
at Smoking Musket on Twitter or X. Big thanks to Patrick for joining me on the podcast. You can find Patrick on X at Patrick, the letter O9WV. You can find news about the hats at Hale underscore ears underscore brand. That's H-A-I-L underscore E-E-R-S underscore B-R-A-N-D. Find that feed on Instagram. Get a hat. They're fans. It's got like the rope on the front of the hat. Super cool. Check that out. Thanks again to Patrick for joining me. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Listen on all the platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Overcast Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down. Josh Eiler in his interim head coaching career for WVU. He has zero wins and he has zero losses. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.